Steve. And this is Fuck Is Our Mantra. Welcome to episode three. Nope, episode four of our podcast. Whatever number it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've covered a couple interesting different random topics since we started this thing. Um, this week is going to be a little bit more applicable just to everyday life and what we're trying to do and accomplish as um, millennial parents. Um, as the title of the episode says, Overworked and life and its lessons. So, um, me, Richard, has not yet gone back to work. Um, I still have a week left of paternity leave. And so I've been slowly, it's almost like going back to school where I've been setting my clock ahead each week so I can practice getting up. Um, whereas Steve has already been back at work full time for, for, we're in your fifth week right now of being back full time. Sure. How's it going? It's all blur. It's all a blur. <laughs> um, the, the to those of you who may have ha, have had kids and have time off, and um, having children really changes perspective. And you, baby brain is a very real thing, and so um, getting into getting in back into the, the swing of work um, took a little bit longer than I thought. Um, it probably took a solid two weeks to actually feel like I had my feet under me again. And I wasn't as gone. I wasn't gone as long as Richard has been. I was gone for, uh, like three weeks completely off. And then I was working three weeks part time from home. Um, and then I went back full time. So I wasn't necessarily gone a super long time, um, to, especially to be so removed from, from work. Um, but still you get so into caring for a child that really it changes your brain it totally changes it and so i don't um, have one anymore like you're kind of mush yeah you're 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 just brain dead now (laughs) um so i mean it's you know three weeks two three four five have all been actually a little bit easier um actually getting back into the swing of things it's funny i've been doing marketing now as a profession for um about 10 years and it's been I was like, oh, I'm good. I should be able to just, I know about, I should be able to talk about this and get right back in the swing of things. Yeah, not the case. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what? What is this program? Wait, what does this do? <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, like, I'm, I know I'm going to have trouble just like remembering how to just do simple like processes that I, mm-hmm. I've been doing. You, just, you, don't, you don't do them and you just forget. Yeah. Um, Luckily, I mean, I'm, I'm surrounded by a team that is strong and, and, been amazing to be like oh hey how are you doing i've yeah. had some people just kind of check in and be like how's everything going another transition can be tough um and so i've been very blessed with the team that's been super supportive so um but it's been good we've gotten some good good work done so yeah my job has only been to take care of the kid and keep her keep her ticket i think i've done a fairly decent job she's alive she's so. alive and she's <laughs> gaining weight and she's sleeping through the night now so yeah i'm feeling a little bit more human i'm that first night that she slept through the night i woke up and made sure she was still breathing because she hadn't made a sound but then i woke up and i was like this is what a full night's sleep feels like it was weird so um for those of you who don't know richard he is um i i affectionately call him a workaholic uh he definitely he loves to do he likes to be busy and doing things as soon as i got home tonight actually from work he was like okay you're gonna have to watch the baby i want to go mow the lawn like he just wanted to, he likes to stay busy. So I think the last, I would assume the last 
10 weeks have been a struggle. It's been hard. Like I, I tell people that like, I've loved the time off because like, I'll never have this amount of time with, with our kid ever. Um, so I've enjoyed that, but I do, I love to work. Like that's just what I do. Um, and to not be working full time has been a challenge, but I've been, I've been trying to do some of the marketing business. Um, I'm, my goal is to finish Michelle Obama's book before I go back to work full time. I've got 170 pages to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it, it has been a challenge like for me not to be working mm-hmm. as much. Um, and it, like just having to rebalance my life. Like I used to get up at four 30 and from four 30, get up and take the dog for a walk at four 30, five o'clock, come back home, work, you would leave. I would get ready for work. I'd leave, come home. We'd have dinner. We'd hang out. We'd watch TV. And then I'd stay up until 10 or 11 mm-hmm. working. And, and that'll have to change once I get back to a full-time life. First of all, can we please talk about the fact that he used to get up at 4.30 in the morning? I mean, I'm thinking for most people that's just fucking insane. I loved it. Oh, it was terrible. I'll get back to it. Uh, there's nothing like waking up alone in bed every morning, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Jesus, it's I actually roll over nowadays, and I'm like, oh look, oh because you've been getting my spouse is there. What do you know? This is weird. (laughs) I haven't liked that. I haven't liked waking up at six thirty and not even feeling rested. Like that's just so not what we've been the last five years. Well, we've also like I think to to those of you who are expecting parents, um, if you. Typically, if you go to work, you'll come home and it's just you two and, um, or maybe you're a single parent and you've just been used to winding down. Like you've just been able to do your food thing and do the chill thing, Netflix, whatever, you know, whatever. And you've been able to unwind. I think that's been my biggest struggle is that I don't feel rested, not because I'm not sleeping. Actually, I've probably got a lot more sleep than Richard has over the past few weeks. Um, Don't you forget it. But I also, my brain is fully 100% on on. active every, all day. And then I come home and I try to relieve Richard from having to watch the baby all day. And then my brain is on all evening. Well, and like you come home and I want to hear about your day because like my day is pretty much the same every day. Um, And, and a lot of one-sided conversations, but (laughs) like you want to tell me, tell me about your day and I want to hear it, but my brain is not at. 75 miles an hour i'm like at 25 and we're just chilling you know on the the <laughs> coast and you're like you're new york city let's do this thing and like yeah. I, I try to meet you where you're at but <laughs> yeah it's a challenge well it I, I think like i said my struggle is just feeling feeling like i'm actually unwinding yeah or like i'm actually getting peaceful time yeah um and i have not had that since i'm hoping that uh that will change when you go back to work because you're going to want to come home and take care of her and I'm going to want to come home and take care of her and eventually there'll be well, some we'll, yeah, we'll parcel of time there. Part out. But yeah. anyway, I think the, the overworked takes a new theme when yeah. you have a new, when you have a kid. It does. It, it, I mean, don't, you can still, like I'm still just as busy as at work as I was before, um, before Kennedy. Um, but now it's like compounded with something else. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, typically we had, a, you know, we have Aiden, our French bulldog that we, Oh, well, you know, you cuddle up with him on the couch and pass out at eight thirty, and it's no big deal. 
You can't. Not, we can't pass out anymore. No, there's no such thing as passing out. I miss that. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so think this through. <laughs> um, cool. Well, when we come back, we're going to introduce a new segment uh, called Fuck of the Week. Um, so stay tuned for that. Welcome back. Um, so I, I was, I think, riding my bike when I was thinking of different things we can do on the podcast that are fun and different. And obviously our name is Fuck is Our Mantra, and, it, and it, it's our mantra. It's not just the title of the show. It's, it's kind of try. It's kind of how we try and live our life. And so I was thinking, well, what, what, what kind of fun thing we can do that we just talked really quickly about, something that was random and funny or stressful or sometime in the week when we just said fuck and that was that. Do you have one? Yeah, you do. Uh, oh, go you ahead. Know you, you go first. One. For sure. Um, so, for those of you who are um, not in Iowa, um, just a, a little public service announcement for you: uh, Iowa drivers are the absolute worst. The absolute oh. <laughs> fucking worst drivers I have ever seen. Um, I grew up in a small town where everyone drives slow. I grew up in big city. Uh, I'm sorry. I have lived and driven in huge cities, New York and in San Diego. So I feel like I've been all over the board with like being able to experience a lot of drivers and we've had some rain this past, um, week or so. And let me, I'm not exaggerating when I say this, when it starts to sprinkle rain on a windshield, it is like the interstate comes to a complete stop. And I, I, I had, I have taken a picture and sent it to Richard and said, look, we're just sitting here. And so usually I try to be nice, be like the benefit of the doubt, right? Oh, there's maybe an accident. No, 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 no. There's no accident. There's no construction. There's no car on the side of the road. There's nothing like, you know, lumber or something, you know, some sort of obstruction that would slow us all down. No, it is literally, it is sprinkling. Let's freak the fuck out and let's just not keep up our, you know, our normal pace. So it was, I think it was two days ago. I, it took what usually takes me 15, 20 minutes to get home. took me almost an hour. Um, I was so he wasn't happy. pissed. <laughs> I was so pissed. <laughs> so if you're an Iowa driver and you're one of those people who freaks out with rain, knock it the fuck off, please. Put, That's good. That's a good story. Just put the fucking... Just drive. On, just, just drive. drive. Get, and if not, if you don't want to, get the hell off the road and let me go. That's a good one. Um, mine is a little bit different. Uh, Steve's office had a single de mile party last Friday. Um, I brought our daughter there so everyone could meet her, and I hung out there. Then I had drinks with a friend after that. Um, and if you know me, I, I love almost any kind of alcohol that's that's put in front of me. Um, I just love the flavors. Um, and uh, he ordered this really smoky scotch and he said so the way you needed to drink it was throw it a little bit on the back of your tongue let it sit there and then throw it underneath your tongue and then swallow it so i did and the like it was it was basically a campfire in my mouth and steve like just rolls his eyes at this because he's not a drinker of, of scotch and whiskey like i am but i i did that and i put the drink down and i looked at uh, our friend Josh and I was like, "Holy fuck, that was incredible!" Just like the flavor knocked me out. I so I took a photo of the menu so I could get it again at some point. Um, but I just I just loved the flavor. It was incredible, and I love campfires, so it was perfect. I'm wondering how many whiskey connoisseurs we have of our followers. Yeah, that'd be interesting. So 
Well, here's some homework. If you are a whiskey, scotch, bourbon uh, connoisseur, um, comment on Instagram or um, to one of us on our channels and tell us what your favorite is. And we'll talk about it in a future episode. So, kind of fun. Richard is definitely the more of the um, whiskey, bourbon, scotch, cognac connoisseur of the family. Uh, it's taken me a long time to even drink a Jack and Coke. I just, I, and I fully understand that Jack is not good whiskey. I get it. But um, I've started to grow, grow for some love for some finer whiskeys. I've definitely noticed a difference, but I just can't. So uh, if you guys comment and you get responses, it's probably not Steve commenting. <laughs> and if it is, it'll probably be like the little throw up emoji. Yeah. That would be me. Um, you should probably tell that story of, the day you took your first <clears throat> shot. Of, I wouldn't go into all the details of that, but the... I'm going to enough. Okay, so we were living in New York at the time, and um, I had just, it was shortly after I'd purchased this particular bottle, because it was my birthday present to myself, um, I bought a, was. a bottle of Templeton Rye, which is, is uh, uh, distilled here in Iowa. And uh, Steve came home from work. I think the papers had been delivered that day. They had been delivered that day. Um, he got served with a, a, a minor lawsuit. Um, and so we're reading through all the paperwork. Don't worry, people. It's all clear. We're fine. We're fine. I, I mean, it was it was all cleared up. No, actually, no court date, nothing like that. <laughs> um, I that was, that was the second time I had been served. I guess I wasn't served. I was just, you know, your boyfriend at the time. Um, so anyway, he gets served the paperwork, and you're freaking out. Uh-huh. I had never, I had never encountered any sort of lawsuit. I was never part of anything like that. So this was like my first freak out, and it was uh, ultimately just came down to a misunderstanding and whatever. So but he walks, I was stressed. He walks to the kitchen, grabs the, the bottle of whiskey, and he doesn't drink the whiskey um, normally, and grabs a shot and pours the shot and walks into the living room and just <laughs> takes it. And the level of strength it took him not to throw it all back up in that moment. Well, first of all, now that I've had other whiskeys, I will still say I'm sorry, Templeton. You don't it's like the rye. That's fine. It's disgusting. It tastes like dirt. I love it. So, Templeton, you can send me whatever you want and we'll, we can talk about it. Steve is not your target audience. Uh, it was literally all I could do was not to throw up. It yeah. was terrible. But your favorite whiskey? Oh... Well, I haven't had enough to probably. Well, yeah, have. but I know I know what you're going to say. I don't remember the name of it. Jameson? No. Oh, you changed. No, it's the more expensive one than that. Is it the Glenlivet downstairs? Yeah. Okay. The the Glenlivet yeah. is probably. I think it's the 18 year or something you have right now. I don't right. Remember which 12, one it is. 18, I think it's 12. Like that. Yeah. That's definitely on top okay. of my list. Okay. Um, but like, if we're out a bar, like out at a bar, I'm not paying twenty five dollars. Yeah. For no, a we're shot. just doing Jack so, in a bar. No, yeah. I'll do Jameson in a bar. That too. Jameson is solid. That's solid. Solid whiskey. Yes, it so, is. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, come a long way since that From day. Since that day, I yeah. still will never drink Templeton Rye. But That's okay. It's, it's, it's in my office right now. Yes. No, the, it's all you. You, keep, you mean you buy enough of it to keep them in business, so you're fine. I don't. Wow. Everyone, he's exaggerating <laughs> for effect there. <laughs> um, so one last thing I wanted to bring up with you is uh, music. You love music a lot. Like, that's probably, if you weren't doing what you're doing, you would be performing somewhere. Um, yeah. And you sent me lyrics today, and you posted lyrics today yep. um, from my favorite band, um, 
Yeah, so when I'm overworked, especially, um, well, I shouldn't just say overworked, but a lot of moments. There's a, I would say almost every moment of my life has some sort of musical capacity to yeah. it, and whether it's singing or <clears throat> listening to music or writing lyrics or whatever, like it, it's just it's always there. Um, go ahead. I, so I basically uh, the this, the the um, sorry the the band I was listening to was Richard's favorite band, which is Switchfoot. I think we probably talked about that once already before. Um, and you talked about Owl City, not Switchfoot. Okay. Well, Switchfoot is yeah. probably his favorite it's band. Favorite. It's probably yeah, it's the, his number one. And I mean, I had known about him them before, I mean, before you, but yeah. not to the extent that I now know them. Um, so they're meant to live. Uh, album, right? Is that what it was? Uh, Beautiful Let Down. There you go. That one was on. Um, so a lot of their first big hits that were on movies and things like that. Um, but I think especially in times when I'm feeling overworked or I'm feeling stressed out or, um, you know, I'm just, I can't catch up or I just, eventually, um, I'm, I'm, I'm the more emotion, emotive one of the two of us. So if I'm feeling emotionally worn down, I probably need to release that. Um, and Switchfoot, honestly, is usually a really good place for that. Um, alternatively, I usually start my morning every day with Switchfoot on my way to work, mm-hmm. um, on my drive, just because on the op- uh, you know, with the opposite effect, they're also very uplifting yeah. and, um, very, um, they help center, help me center myself for the day. So today was one of those days where it was like, I was listening to one song and I was texting Richard and I could not believe how political it was. Um, what was the name of that song? Looking for America. Yes. Uh, ch- listen to that song by Switchfoot people. If you, if you don't like the, you know, the, the, the rap. tune it, of it, yeah. it's a, there's a little rap in it. Honestly, don't even, you don't even have to listen to, read the lyrics. Yeah. Um, it all, it was amazing. But you, the thing is you hated that song when it came out. You hated it. I did. <laughs> I did. Uh, which seems to be the case for a lot of their music actually. Uh, then I fall in love with it later on. Um, and then today, later today, was the yeah. one I posted about. Yeah, what song was that? I can't remember the um, name of it. Something about it, it was religion. Yeah. Which you, um, yeah. So, I mean, I can read that quote. I just, I thought it was so powerful that in, in terms of, like, how we represent ourselves. And yeah. um, the, the, the lyrics are, say, um, it says this. What you say is your religion. How you say it is your religion. Who you love is your religion. How you love is your religion. All your science, your religion. All of your hatred, your religion. All of your wars, your religion. And every breath is your religion. And especially when, you know, just everything that we see on TV and everything we experience in our day-to-day life, I think it's really easy to, to forget that for me in this moment, it was like, holy crap, like, mental check, you know, like you may be tired and you may be stressed or you may be whatever those feelings may be for that day, but at this, you're still putting out your religion yeah. at the end of the day. And, um, we can save religion actually for another day, but both of us grew up in pretty conservative, in a, very, <laughs> in a very conservative household. So this was a really, it was, it's a new way to think about it. Yeah. And it was, I really, think the reason I want to bring it up is because I know that for you, music is a, is a, therapeutic thing oftentimes yeah. um, yep. whether you're happy or sad or angry or stressed or joyous um, and for me as well and so as we're overworked and we're dealing with the stresses of be, you know, being new parents and running 
um, business and um, just trying to live the best life possible, I know that we both go to music um, to help us clarify things and and recenter us. And so um, whatever it is for you, find it, do it, and make sure you do it for yourself. Um, so important, that, that self-care. So, Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, the easier said than done. I think Always well. easier said than done. But yeah. that's part of what we both constantly have to work on with each other is just making sure that we, we, we take care of each other in that way so that when one of us sees the other person is stressed or overworked or, or whatever, the other one can jump in and be like, you go take a break, you go to bed early, like do what you got to do. Um, that, yeah. That, that's the, for those of you who are wondering what that song was, it's um, the song is called the world you want. Thank you. Um, from their fading West album. Um, so if you guys want to check that out, it's, that that whole song is mind blowing. So, cool. Um, sw- uh, props to Switchfoot if you're listening. Um, we we love you guys a lot. So, we'll keep it kind of short this week. But uh, we, if you guys have secret remedies or things that you do to unwind um, from your overworked or overstressed, or maybe you're just a busy parent who have found secret cool tools, uh, we would be really interested to know what those are. Um, and if you guys don't, you know, notice, just remember there's a bunch of us that are in the same boat with you. So, um, thanks so much for listening. We will be back in a couple weeks. Um, and, uh, we'll talk to you then. Thanks so much. Take care. Hey, thanks for listening to fuck is our mantra. It really, truly means the world to both of us. If you loved it, please give this a rating wherever you're listening and tell your friends about it. If you'd like to send us a message, email us at richardandstevepodcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter, send us any kind of messages at fuckasourmantra, and you can also find us on Instagram at richardandsteve. Thanks so much.